Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. All right, welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. We've got a great show in line for you today. We're going to be breaking down everything on the defensive side from the previous week's matchup versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Your 49ers are now in first place, 3-0, which is just excellent news. Um, We're going to be going through snap counts, uh, missed tackles, pressures, coverage grades, all those things, drive charts, three and outs, Way too much information, to be honest with you. Uh, But we've got a lot of stuff for you today. So without further ado, we are going to jump straight into it. And I want to make sure that everybody understands this. The defense of the San Francisco 49ers is absolutely impressive. So I wanted to kind of take a huge step back and just do kind of a a broad look at what it is the 49ers defense has accomplished through three weeks. Now, uh, have our opponents been top-scale opponents by no stretch of the imagination? However, you play who they put on the schedule. You don't have an effect of who it is that you get to play against. So that is a key part of this, but Let's go ahead and jump straight into it. Here we go. Here are the defensive ranks of the 49ers versus the rest of the NFL through three weeks. Now, these rankings are going to be thrown off and skewed after this week because we do have a bye week. We don't have an opponent. We get a rest. So now is a perfect time to look at these because it's the last time until the bye weeks finish. Uh, You could look around 10 or 11 unless you're looking at just pure averages but not total numbers until week 11 when everybody has had their bye week uh, past week 12. So here we go. The best defensive stat period um, is always going to be points allowed or points for. Um, the problem with this is, you know, pick sixes, things like that, skew it a little bit, which, let's be honest, the 49ers have had those. But as of right now, we are ranked the number nine defense in the entire NFL on points allowed. We've only allowed 54 points, which usually you are trying to stay under that 24 points per game. That's usually the metric that teams go for. Over 24 points win, under 24 points loses. And again, if you look at uh, this week versus the Steelers, 24 to 20, that usually holds true. It used to be 21 points if you look back about five years ago, but slowly with the new NFL rules and all the things that are going on to create more offensive production, that number is slowly moving up. So 
54 points over three games is wonderful. Now, yards is even better. We are second in the NFL on yards allowed. Only 850 yards through three games. And we've got a lot of other top 10 ranks. Namely, number two, we forced the second most turnovers in the NFL with seven turnovers. That's the same number that we had all of last year. <laughs> it took us three weeks to match a 16-game output, which if you want to focus on just one metric, and how a different year and adding some better personnel pieces and health and all those things can contribute to some different numbers. Look no further than turnovers. Um, Pressure up front, capitalizing on bad passes, fumbles, all those things. Seven turnovers, we are second in the NFL in that. And we've allowed the second fewest first downs, which means we are having a lot of three and outs. We are forcing three and outs, which is a great metric. One, because our defense forces a lot of three and outs. We forced four three and outs versus the Steelers this past week. And the 49ers offense, you know, complimentary football. How do you play, um, you know, offense, defense, special teams all together is huge because the 49ers had their very first three and out on the offensive side week three they were the last team in the nfl to have a three and out it just shows you how efficient um this entire offense has been we've given up the seventh fewest passing yards um now if we look at our rush defense it's been unreal so we still have not allowed one rushing touchdown not one and if you look at just the numbers of yards per rush we've allowed 3.4 yards per rush against us we are averaging 4.6 on the offensive side so that is an additional 1.2 yards every time we run the ball versus every time they run the ball and just to kind of put into perspective our turnover percentage so the amount of drives that our defense is out there and the percentage of those drives that result in turnover 20 percent so that's one turnover every five times they touch the ball again second best in the nfl so we are limiting points we're limiting yards we're limiting efficiency but we are maximizing turnovers if we can start to limit turnovers on the offensive side that's probably been the worst part of uh you know the 2019 season so far for the 49ers if we can limit that just drop that number down a little bit There's some amazing football to be had. Uh, We have played some people relatively close, but I don't think that we have seen our best football yet. Uh, Perhaps this week four bye week, allowing the team to kind of galvanize, take a step back and realize what could be had, clean up some of those mistakes. You know, we had those uh, turnovers uh, with the snaps and all that kind of stuff. We cleaned some of those things up. Watch out. Because you are looking at a team that is relatively a complete football team in the scheme of things. What they are able to put out there, it's pretty, pretty special. So a couple questions that I wanted to get to just real quick. Uh, This one's from Derek. He reached out through the 49ers mailbag or question satchel, if you will. Uh, (laughs) You can email me anytime, 49ersrushpodcast at gmail.com. And again, a quick reminder. NinersRush.com is up. It's active. Head over there. We've got a lot of videos. Uh, First article is going to be up very, very soon. Working on designing some t-shirts and some gear. Again, that's NinersRush.com. So head over there. So Derek asked this. John, any chance we trade one of our running backs to the Giants or keep them all uh, just because of injuries? Uh, I, I do not believe Wilson will make it back to the practice squad, and I agree with you there. Now, the question is this. We have our 53-man roster, and each week the 53-man gets harder because when we keep adding these players that are 
you know, on the injury status, whether that's, you know, left tackle Joe Staley, uh, Akello Witherspoon, any of those guys, we don't get extra roster spots. So what we have to do is we have to promote from within and see who can play there. So uh, now we're bringing back Tevin Coleman after the bye week is kind of what all the rumors out there are saying. And if that's the case, we have to understand and look at it and say, all right, is it worth carrying this extra running back and just putting him on the inactive so that we can keep this guy just in case one of the other three running backs get injured? Personally, I don't think it is. Uh, We're already shy at a couple spots. Now, if we do have to have those inactives, you know, you you only dress uh, 47. So that's huge. So you've got 53. You got to go down to 47. It's what it is. So you've got to make sure that you've got those inactive spots. So if you don't have that, then you can keep them. But I think that we're going to need a little bit of extra help, especially on the O-line. If... Tevin Coleman can prove that he is healthy. I don't think that you rush him back. So even if he is ready, I'd wait one more additional week to make sure he's fully, fully healthy, then bring him back. I do not mind uh, allowing Jeff Wilson Jr. to kind of wave him and allow him to go through waivers. I just I don't think that he is that value of a valuable of a back. Now, could you trade him for a seventh rounder or combined uh, Jeff Wilson and our seventh for a sixth? That'd be great. But even teams like the Giants, whenever they lose Saquon Barkley, you know, they brought in a couple of guys to for tryouts and whatever else. They just promoted one of their practice squad players from running back to their active roster. It, it's rough. You, you want guys that you've coached and know the system, and you don't know if Jeff Wilson is going to fit other places. Now, his fumble history is going to be problematic as well because some teams are very, very scared, 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 scared of turnovers. The 49ers coach does not seem to be near as scared as everyone else, and so it, it's something that you got to look into for sure. Now. What I want to do is let's jump in real quick and let's just focus on the snap counts, kind of who played where and how much and all those things. We'll get into the top five, bottom five, and look at that. But our defense was not out on the field very much. Uh, 53 total snaps on the defensive side, which, again, if we go to the opposite side, we had 79 offensive snaps. So, uh, you know, we got an extra 25, basically an extra 50% of snaps on top of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And a lot of that was, one, the turnovers, two, um, lots of three and outs. They didn't have very many sustained drives at all. Now, the kind of Ironman team that we have seen before, uh, Fred Warner leads the team in snaps every week, and then all four of our secondary guys uh, get all their snaps. So you got Tarverius Moore, Tart, and Sherman. They were out there for all 53, Quan 52, and then DeForest Buckner always leads the defensive lineman with 47. So he was only out for six snaps. Now, if we look at the flip side of this, a couple things. Jason Verrett, who came in, uh, spot duty, he only got four snaps, and we kind of know what happened there. Mosley got seven. He replaced him late in the game after that. Uh, Greenlaw only got 10 snaps. I really thought he was going to see a lot more this week, but they just decided to say, hey, we are going to stay in our nickel package, 
But what we're going to do instead is we're going to put Quan or Tar or Tarvarius Moore. We basically had a three safe, three safety lineup versus Pittsburgh whenever you watch the film. And one of those guys were in a linebacker position. We look like a traditional almost 4-4 because, you know, the Steelers come out in that 13 personnel, which if you listen to our scouting report, we talked about that, to where they have three tight ends and bring in an extra offensive tackle. So what that allowed us to do is to bump up our safety or our nickel and basically just load up the box. And it worked very, very well. We did a lot of things on defense schematically. I've never seen Robert Saylor do. Uh, one, we were moving Richard Sherman all the way to the other side of the field. He's always on the defensive left, even when there's not a wide receiver. So let's say it's... um. Off, so again, looking from a defensive perspective, just so I don't get too confusing, you know, if we're looking at the offense, they have three wide receivers on the defensive right, no wide receiver or tight end on the defensive left. What we would do a lot of times is we would roll Richard Sherman on the outside edge of the left defensive end, and he would just be the force player. We didn't do that this week. We allowed Richard Sherman to travel to the defensive right side of the field, and he kind of, not necessarily out of the slot, but he would take the number two wide receiver. So we would have Witherspoon on the number one wide receiver on the defensive right, and then Sherman on the left. We haven't seen that a lot, and it worked very, very well. It was it was interesting because it seemed like Pittsburgh didn't expect that, and so they didn't really have an answer for what to do. They should have taken advantage of that by some routes out of the backfield coming across to the defensive left, but they never took advantage of that. A lot of it, they were operating on a very... Um, small playbook uh, percentage-wise because it's the first start uh, for Mason Rudolph, and we were able to capitalize on that. So I, I love the chess match between the schemes on the offense and defensive personnel groups, but you've got to give this one both sides, to be honest with you, um, to the 49ers coaching staff. They were outcoached and outplayed uh, uh, all three phases of the game. The only issue was just turnovers, and a couple of those were fluky at best. But uh, that's what it is. Let's get into the top players that we have um, on the defensive side, and then once we get that, here's the deal. All right, we're going to do top five, bottom five, best player, uh, according to Pro Football Focus. Again, these are just a jumping off point. Do not take them as gospel or whatever. They're not the end-all, be-all, but it does show you a very good spectrum for the amount of positive versus the amount of negative plays. Kawan Williams comes out after having a horrible game two, and I was very, very rough on Kwan after game two. He had a, just a bad game. Uh, wouldn't have been surprised if he was benched, but Jimmy Ward was not ready to come back, but he answered the call, and that's what you want in the NFL. He comes up with a 91.6 grade. He got that amazing turnover, um, which I'm going to be breaking that down. I, I've got all the video clips. I've just got to go over and dub my audio, which I'm hoping to do after I get off with you guys here. So make sure if you're not following me on Twitter, JL underscore Chapman, that will be up very shortly. Uh, Richard Sherman, second best player, 84.3. He looked great. Um, one one of his better performances it, it's he's so consistent now whereas in the past you could see it glimpses his consistency is huge and the fact that he is starting to hit super super hard as well and he's starting to talk a little bit more uh, that's got to make you happy as a, a 49ers fan DeForest Buckner 83.6 led the team in tackles got a sack got a quarterback hit got a tackle for loss 
Guy is unreal. I'm trying my hardest not to say unbelievable. I think the over-under on <laughs> the times I say unbelievable per podcast is four and a half. Um, so uh, anyway, that's what I – shout out to Eric Crocker for calling me out on that one. Uh, it's a problem. It's a problem. D. Ford only played 16 snaps, but he made his presence felt – Big time, 83.4. He got three total pressures, one sack, uh, two additional quarterback hurries. Eric Armstead, number five, with a 77.5, and he had an elite grade in the run defensive grade with a 90.2. This guy is he, – he can't be moved by offensive tackles. There's no blowing – Eric Armstead off the ball. He is always going to be in your face or in the backfield. He's a penetrating, run-stopping defensive end. I'm very, very excited for what this guy has done and what he's become. Early on, it was all about injuries, and you've got to be dependable. But now it just seems like he is just a constant force on this defense, whether it's the passing game or the running game. He's always been great against the run, but if he can continue to improve in the pass rush ability, and that doesn't have to be his focus now because we have guys like D. Ford. We have guys like Nick Bosa. Now, the opposite side of that coin, who are the lowest-ranked Defensive players, according to Pro Football Focus, you guessed number one, Jason Verrett, at 19.6. Um, yikes. He was only in coverage for two plays. One of them was a huge pass interference penalty, which wasn't really bad coverage. The next one got burned for a huge touchdown. Just uh, It was rough. Uh, it was rough. That's all I going to say. Dre Greenlaw, even though 10 snaps, he finished with a 47.3. Um, just not a great game overall. His pass rush efficiency and coverage, he got uh, beat on a play there. Tarvarius Moore. We've got to talk about this guy, okay? So, so glad that Tarvarius Moore has been back there. The problem is he does not understand pursuit angles. He is very fast. 4-3-3 speed, back-to-back 40-yard dashes at his pro day. Speed, athleticism, ball skills, um, everything off the charts. The problem is when the play happens and he is coming from that free safety position, and let's say there's a 15 to 20 yard cushion, it's his job as the safety to be the last man standing. Uh, he's got to make a play. He doesn't get a lot of missed tackles per se because it's not like he's hitting people and not wrapping up, even though he does that sometimes, but we didn't see that this game. He is running himself so far uh, on a horrible pursuit angle that he's not even within arm's length, arm's length of a player that he is trying to tackle. And this happened over and over and over again. You look at Juju's touchdown against Witherspoon, right? Just a simple drag route, not that big of a deal. We have an unclaimed free safety in the middle of the field who read the play correctly in Tarvarius Moore. The problem was he's faster than Juju. So it's not like he miscalculated his speed. You watch him. He's just going way the wrong direction. And if you're going to be wrong, you need to be long. And what that means is this is saying for quarterbacks, it's the same thing for safeties. Deeper than the deepest, if you're going to be wrong, you've at least got to cut off his momentum so that he slows down and then your defensive pursuit can catch up or you chase him out of bounds because he doesn't want to be hit. One of those two options. But he is almost doing the whole ducktails approach where it's like the ducks that follow the leader duck and they just follow where he is going. Instead of cutting off his trajectory, he is running to where he is, not where he is going to be. And this was this is problematic. He kept doing it over and over and over again where he just runs himself out of the play. Now, what does this look like 
coming up this, you know, after the bye week. We have three question marks in our secondary. Uh, not necessarily question marks as if uh, they shouldn't be playing. We don't know who the starters are going to be at three spots in our secondary. Um, right cornerback, Witherspoon's going to be out for a short amount of time. Uh, Kyle Shanahan already came out and said Mosley's going to get the first crack at that. Okay, We have our free safety, Tarvarius Moore. Well, do we keep him back there if Jimmy Ward is finally going to be healthy? I think that he is. He'll still have a cast on his hand, but he's going to be able to play now. So do you put um, Jimmy Ward at free safety? Do you keep Tarvarius Moore there? Do you rotate them? Then you can move down to slot corner. You know, we've had one amazing game by Quan Williams, one rough game by Quan Williams, and then a so-so game. Do we put Jimmy Ward at the slot corner spot because we saw how great he could be there in the preseason? There's lots of questions. And the main question is, where does Jimmy Ward go? Because he could play outside, he could play slot, he could play free. I do believe that the coaching staff will get him out there on the field somewhere. Uh, Maybe he's just on the sideline to start the game, and as soon as one of those three spots messes up, he steps in. I'm curious to see what the practice plans are going to be this week because we've got to know exactly what's going to happen there. It it could go so many different ways, and obviously the coaching staff isn't going to tip their hand, and we don't have open practices anymore, but I... I am curious to see if Mosley stays with the ones or if Tarvarius Moore stays with the ones. Jimmy Ward's snaps are going to be involved. Maybe he's not a starter, but he's going to get 30-plus snaps whenever he comes back week five versus the Browns. So something to pay attention to there. The last two guys I want to talk about as far as lower rating is Sheldon Day. He only got 12 snaps, but he just didn't get any push and pass rush whenever he was in there. Um He didn't get any tipped balls. He didn't really record uh, any viable stats whatsoever. And then Nick Bosa. And this is one I want to talk about because pro football focus is wonderful and stressful and maddening at the same time. Nick Bosa has seven pressures in this game. Seven. That's three more than the next person. And if... How is it that he gets this horrible grade? And it's very simple, and I can you know step into my pro football focus shoes and explain the way that they do. It has to do with missed tackles and missed opportunities. Nick Bosa is great at the point of contact with the offensive lineman. He slips right past him. And through power, through speed, through amazing hands, it's, it's amazing how he creates this contact with the offensive tackle, and then he just slides off. It's like he's just covered in butter. It doesn't even make sense. But the problem is, whenever he has a free shot at the quarterback, he has not been able to capitalize. And, you know, several different times he slipped off the waist, he slipped off the ankles, he's gotten so close. Now, the good thing is we're getting pressure up the middle, and so he's pushing the quarterback into um, DeForest Buckner, which you know we've talked about for years now. If only we had outside p- pass rush help, the quarterback couldn't run away from Buckner. Well, we're seeing that. We are seeing the exact result of this outside pressure from Nick Bosa and D Ford. So uh, two missed tackles is huge. I-, I get that. That that is problematic for sure. But here's the deal. If we step back and just look at the NFL as a whole, you know, Nick Bosa still, he the first game he didn't even get full-time snaps. He has 17 total pressures in three games. That's 10th best in the entire NFL. He is tied with Miles Garrett, who people are considering, you know, a defensive player of the year candidate, and rightfully so. 
Now, the difference is Miles Garrett has five sacks and Nick Bosa's two, but he's so close in his first year, and he is still not even fully healthy. Week five, we're going to get to see Bosa versus <laughs> Miles Garrett. Now, um, given they'll never light up against each other, but you're going to see two premier young defensive pass rushers uh, going at it against each other, and that's just going to be a lot of fun. So uh, really, really excited to see that. Now, what I want to do is just take a quick minute just to say thanks to mybookie.ag, one of my favorite bet. It's my favorite betting site, one of my favorites. I don't know why I say that. Uh, absolutely great 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 website here's the deal if you're walking down the street and you see a hundred dollar bill on the ground you're going to pick it up right well you guys listen to this podcast you're hardcore football fans especially 49ers fans you tell all of your friends oh i don't think this team's going to win i think this team's going to win and you're usually right because you are well informed why not go ahead and put a little bit of money down on those uh, ideas, on those thoughts of who you think is going to win and who is going to lose? And here's the deal, as always. If you use promo code 49ers49ERS, they're going to double your initial deposit. So head over there to mybookie.ag. You bet. If you win, you get paid. Very, very simple. And you can bet on everything. You can even bet on second half Game. So just because the game's kicked off and it's going one way, you can still put in a bet on just the second half of the game, scores, points, over-unders, all those things. They have everything you need. MyBookie.ag, and again, use promo code 49ers, and they will double your initial deposit. Now, um, a couple more things before I jump off. I I wanted to get into just the defensive drive chart. Because I, I thought that this was very, very interesting, okay? And I'm going to go over how many plays and how many yards the offense got. So the very first drive, we're going to go through um, all 13 drives relatively quickly that the 49ers defense saw. Number one, the very first drive, they get the ball on the 32. This is after the Matt Breida interception when he coughed the ball up, right? So they only have to go 32 yards to score. Well, they go four plays for five yards, kick a field goal. Um just amazing play by Akella Witherspoon to blow up um, a screen pass for a tackle for loss is great start. It would have been a three and out if it would have been if they weren't close enough to kick a field goal, right? Second drive, three plays, five yards. We run a nice uh, zone blitz on third down to confuse the very first start of Mason Rudolph. So a three and out on the second drive. Third drive, six plays, 16 yards. Um, and again, they started on the 24-yard line, our 24-yard line going into score. So they're basically in the red zone. They get a field goal, 26-yarder, it's good, but that should have been a touchdown right off the bat. We should be down 14-0. to After the first three drives instead, it's 6-0, to very manageable. Fourth drive, uh, two bad passes, four plays, 15 yards, they punt. Fifth drive, three and out punt. They got one yard on that drive. Sixth drive, punt. Eight plays, 33 yards. Quan Alexander just went off on this one. Uh, D Ford got a sack, and that's going to be moving into halftime. So um, they punt after the sack, and then we run the clock out. So they had six drives, and they got two field goals out of it, right? Then we come out of halftime, and we get an interception right off the bat by Kwan Williams. They had a four-play, seven-yard drive. Absolutely, and a lot of pressure on that D Ford, Eric Armstead, Fred Warner, and Nick Bosa all got in there to hit the quarterback on that interception. Pressure brings turnovers. Eighth drive. How are they going to respond after the turnover? 
Guess what? Bosa and DeForest Buckner meet at the quarterback on third down, three and out punt. Ninth drive, three plays, 82 yards. This was the Juju Smith-Schuster 76-yard touchdown. Uh, It was just a mess. I I didn't really like it at all. Tenth play, uh, three and out punt. Way to respond. Absolutely great. Quan Alexander got a D-cleater on first down. Uh, Just killed this guy. Uh, One of my favorite plays. Again, this is going to be in my film cut-up this week, so stay tuned for that on NinersRush.com. Three more drives. 11th drive. Touchdown pass to Johnson, 39 yards. That was the Verrett drive. Uh, Take that for what you want. How do we respond? Now it's a game. We've got to come out there, and we've got to come from behind and win now. They get two drives left. The 12th. Fumble. Eric Armstead caused it. DeForest Buckner got on it. And just absolutely just clutch play plays by clutch players 13th drive last one turnover on downs you know they started with a minute nine left at the negative 22 they would have had to go 78 yards bosa and buckner get the sack on third down they attributed it straight to buckner but bosa definitely got in on there and that's it and here's the thing that's so special about this team it wasn't like it was a crappy game, but it was back and forth, and we were down late, and we drove offensively um, to win the game, but defensively, we stopped them. They had the ball last. They could have driven and taken the lead, but our defense was out there when it mattered, and the defense capitalized on exactly what it took to get a win. So I, I just want to say thanks. It's been a lot of fun. I love doing this kind of stuff, and I'm hoping we can start doing a lot more. We've got a, a some exciting news. We're going to be having our uh, one of our first guests next week. It's a famous one. You guys are going to like it a lot, but uh, I will get a little bit more to that. But until then, just want to say thanks. Stay strong, faithful, and we will be back with you guys very, very soon on the next episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.